Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, AKA your friendly neighborhood fangirl. We made it to 2021, thank goodness. 2020, what a year that was. Obviously, we did not expect things to turn out the way that they did. One of those being Taylor Swift, not only dropping two different specials for two of her albums um, on Hulu and Disney Plus, and a Netflix documentary, but two different albums. You heard us last July talk about folklore and just being blown away that she just dropped this all of a sudden, that she couldn't end 2020 without doing the exact same thing with her ninth studio album, Evermore. So of course, I can't move forward in 2021 to talk about the great things to come without deep dive and talking about this album with one of my best friends. You know her, you love her. She is back third times a charm here. Jasmine Carr, oh my gosh. Hi, Hi. I'm back. <laughs> Am I your most frequent guest now or? Yes, actually yes at this oh, wow. point. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Ernie Moreno, I know that hurts your pride a bit. And Brianna Sutton, love you, miss you, want you to come back on. Ooh. But yes, you have hit the top spot. Wow. Um, so uh, I don't have anything for you. I can make you a certificate one day. <laughs> I'll be waiting for that in the mail for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Didn't think that I would be here three times in less than a year talking about Taylor Swift, but I'm not mad about it. Here we are. Here we are. And on, you know, I am so glad I get to do this with you again. Did not expect to do this as, <laughs> min, as much as we have. Like, you would think I'd be done talking about Taylor <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not. Before we get started, guys, I just want to give you a heads up, which there will be a link in the description to this. Jasmine is very active on TikTok. I am not. And she had come up with an idea to do a taylor swift this or that or it's tricky uh, mm -hmm. tiktok yeah. you want to explain like the premise of it for the other non-tiktok <laughs> people like myself yeah so it's one of those things if you know you know if you're an avid tiktoker like myself well i'm a i'm a watcher a consumer okay okay i i don't produce content on tiktok this is one of my my first TikToks. But yeah, I had this idea to do the, the the this or that. It's tricky TikTok. So basically, you're just walking to either side and picking what you like better. Um, sneak peek, one of ours is political Taylor Swift versus complicit Taylor Swift. So you go to either side and you pick which one you want and it's just like a really fun TikTok. You have to see it to really get the full picture. Um, but Meredith said the link will be in the description, so I'm excited for y'all to see it. I only have two followers on TikTok right now, but great. <laughs> I've got some coworkers who like TikTok, so I'll just throw it their way too. There love will be that. a there will be a few views on it great. for sure. I love that. But I will say, like, just to give y'all a preview of the energy that's coming into this <laughs> podcast. We recorded that TikTok and the last one was a surprise for the two of us. It was picking between Folklore and Evermore and I'm not going to spoil what that was, but it was a surprise for both, or a surprise, not a surprise, <laughs> but we haven't talked about this album. Yeah. Period. It, it wasn't a surprise to me that you picked the album you did. I don't mm -hmm. think it was a surprise to you that I picked the album that I did. I'm not saying they're different. I'm not saying they're the same, mm -hmm. but we picked and we didn't know who picked which album until we were filming and it was a one take thing so and yes it was the reaction to it was great <laughs> i wish there was the audio on it because like it's gonna have it's tricky playing but the the noises that we've made up like oh just yeah. the reveling of it um it was great and yeah this album has been out for well over a month no less than a month it's december 10th Ah, that's right. Okay. Almost a month. Yes. Almost a month. And we haven't said a word 
about this album. So yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. I know you do too. I'm just ready to just right. vomit everything. Yes. I mean, the only thing we've said to each other besides we're not going to talk about it until right now in this moment is we had a moment where we looked at each other and we just said, no body, no crime. <laughs> and that was, that is that was it. it. That's the extent of us talking about this album besides the fact that it exists. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Because context, I had spent an extended amount of time back in my hometown for a stint of COVID. And clearly when I'm in South Carolina, Taylor knows and she's like, get ready. I'm dropping information. So the first one was like the folklore Disney Plus thing visual album, I guess. Yeah, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. Yes, and we thought that was it as far as, because she was saying, you know, up to nothing, which now clearly is like, okay. (laughs) Not much going on. Not much going on, except you just finished an album probably. She racks in all of these Grammy nominations, which congratulations, Taylor Swift. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I've never been more excited for you with these Grammy nominations. I will say more about that later on as to why, but, like, man, that was great. And then not even a few days later, I wake up, and there is Evermore coming out tonight. And once again, I was, like, cursing the fact <laughs> that Jasmine was on the West Coast and asleep, and I couldn't freak out with her. I sat in a car in a parking lot, sent her a message of just me, like, I needed to let out the, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is happening again, you know? Yeah, I was dead asleep when Taylor posted that. I think she posted it at 5 or 6 a.m. West Coast time. But I did wake up to just multiple text messages saying, wake up, wake up, um, from a lot of people, um, West Coast and East Coast, (laughs) saying Taylor's dropping a new album tonight. And I was just, it felt like deja vu, Meredith, with folklore, because exactly what you said, you were on the east coast and way ahead and you were texting me about it and then the same exact thing happened not even six months later it was wild it was wild and this time i took the i took the time to like read every post that she Mm -hmm. had put out because i wanted to like take it all in because i was waiting for you and Right off the bat, I just want to give credit to Jasmine, to this podcast. Taylor, I think you listen to this podcast at this point because, (laughs) and I'm not saying pride to myself, oh my gosh, you listen to the podcast, but the last time Jasmine was on, we talked about folklore. A final note that she had was that Taylor should do a collab with Haim and the first thing I read in that list of the tracks included No Body, No Crime featuring Haim mm-hmm. and just bravo, yeah. <laughs> bravo, Jasmine. Yeah, I did, I did. I believe my quote was, I believe that it was a missed opportunity not having a collaboration with Haim on Folklore and... Wow, just wow. When I saw that there was a collaboration with Haim, I was so excited. Women in Music Part 3 was one of my favorite albums last year, and I knew that they were really close friends, and so I was beyond excited. I was most excited to listen to Nobody No Crime on this new Evermore album, and... Yeah, they uh they didn't disappoint, I'll just say that. <laughs> they did not disappoint. It's time. It's time we talk about Evermore. Ah! <laughs> Taylor Swift drops Evermore December 2020. Mm-hmm. This is her ninth studio album. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, <laughs> please tell me what are your thoughts on Evermore? I just want to say that... Taylor really just did me in with this one and she really 
made me not want to listen to Christmas music for the rest of the year. Um, December 10th to 25th, I really didn't listen to anything but Evermore and still, I mean, it's January 4th right now and I can still say that that is factual. Wow, just wow. So as soon as I knew that this was coming out at 9 p.m. Uh, West Coast time, I knew that I had to listen to this song just like driving around because that's, I feel like that is a place where I can really consume music, um, just every lyric and all of that and have zero distractions besides, you know, driving. Um, so I went and I got a Starbucks and I just drove around and I listened to this album and oh my goodness, I just fell in love um, upon first listen and I immediately knew that this was gonna be one of my favorite Taylor Swift albums in of all time. So what were your thoughts, Meredith? I'm really I'm really curious. I like to listen to music while I'm driving. Long car drives are like the perfect place for me to consume an album, a podcast, etc. So I waited. I waited all day Friday until I was driving that evening. Which like I don't know how you waited that long. <laughs> I am very thankful that I stopped, I got out of conversations that were starting to talk about it. I knew certain people were going to be posting about it on social media and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, you. Um, I was like, not going to look at any of it. I didn't want to get swayed, no opinions, you know. So I finally got to listen to it and... I really enjoy Evermore. <laughs> I was so impressed from the first song to the last. She did it again as far as a story, the vibe she's going for. This one I think had a lot more. She played with a lot of different sounds mm -hmm. and I liked most of them. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Willow is a better single to release than Cardigan was. Oh, I yeah. immediately yeah. loved that one better. Yeah. <laughs> From the opening beat, I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Right. And I found myself, even songs that I didn't think I enjoyed as much, I liked musical choices that she was making too. She was adding upon what she was doing with folklore, but she was like experimenting a little bit more too. And mm -hmm. I was like, I actually like the experimentation you're doing here. You know, like, songs like Closure was just mm -hmm. like not the same kind of sound that she had for some of the other songs. Mm -hmm. But I liked that she was taking those chances in ways that I was responding to better than I had in the past when she was doing that. So... Okay. You liked the risk. I liked most the risk, oh. I will say. <laughs> I liked most the risk. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I was really impressed and like you, except I did listen to some Christmas music. I only listened to Evermore and Christmas music. And actually, I was really afraid to listen to anything from folklore mm -hmm. before even recording this because mm -hmm. I didn't want, for the longest time, I didn't want to like taint my experience of listening to Evermore mm -hmm. because I wanted to give it its justice and due because I really enjoyed it. I want to stick with me longer before I was like, okay, now I need to evaluate against what she's done, I guess. So. Yeah, I feel similarly. I didn't, I haven't really listened to folklore in a really long time. I mean, a few songs here or there, but front to back, like I was listening to it all the time. I haven't in a really long time, so. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably since the day Evermore came out. Wow. Yeah. I listened to folklore the day Evermore came out. Actually, it was this past weekend that I finally listened to Folklore all the way through because I finally got my vinyl! And it's so beautiful. It is I wish y'all could glorious. see it. And actually, this is the infamous cover that apparently there was Woodvale <laughs> on it. Do you and, see Woodvale? Um, I currently don't, but I do remember it being this particular cover that they right. showed it. And I honestly was afraid to record this <laughs> podcast uh, in fear that there'd be another album she was dropping because the rumor is like, oh no, the third one is Woodvale and she's just going to drop mm. it. 
Tsuyunen, which thank you, Taylor, for not dropping it. <laughs> it was giving me a pause, which she cleared up the rumor, I think, on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Um, I s honestly, okay, I still wouldn't put it past her, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I fully buy it. Taylor, if you're listening, I don't know if I fully buy it, <laughs> but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised either way if that makes sense i i honestly wouldn't be surprised because clearly she has struck gold with her collaborations with aaron Dessner, mm -hmm. jack antonoff and um justin vernon and william, william bowery, bowery. <laughs> i would imagine they have more songs that they have made i oh, would yeah. imagine that it's going to be a future album but please taylor wait until the Grammy nominations period is closed forevermore and then drop yeah. uh, your next one. Maybe that'll be it. I'll, I'll be watching as soon as that period closes, which is not for another, like, what, year pretty yeah. much, so. It'll be November, December. Dang. Yeah. So if you want to, like, just put pause on that, that'd be great. Or she'll just own the Grammys 2022. I mean, she'll own it 2021 and 2022 regardless but it's just like different <laughs> all taylor swift albums, albums. <laughs> album of the year evermore versus the next one you yeah. know that would be bonkers but she wasn't the only artist to drop like multiple albums that year or in 2020 i think bts dropped like two or three albums um yeah. so she wasn't alone in doing that but if she wants to play the game of the Grammys, mm -hmm. space it out. Right. Because clearly there are a few tracks in particular on Evermore that I can see getting nominated for Song of the Year, oh, for yeah. Record of the Year, collaborate, like another collaboration nomination. Like I just, yeah. We're um, coming for all of the categories. All the categories. <laughs> all of the categories. Okay. Um, we should probably do our top three. Okay, so we're guessing each other's top three, right? Yeah, let's guess okay. because I think I know <laughs> two for sure that are on this. Okay, 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 okay. So I, I want to hear. All right, so this is my guess for you. Okay. Nobody, no crime, featuring Heim. Okay. Tis the damn season. Okay. And I'm going to say Champagne Problems. Okay. Do you want me to share yeah. mine for you? Yeah. Mine, I think for you, are Evermore, Coney Island, and Champagne Problems. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Jasmine, you are my guest. You want to start this off our sharing our top three? Yeah. So are we going three, two, one, or one, two, three? We did one, two, three last time, yeah. so let's go three, two, one this time. Okay. So, my number third spot, which I honestly was debating until today, mm -hmm. it was really hard to fill that that third spot for me, and it was it was a struggle. But um, my third is Nobody, No Crime, uh, featuring Haim. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> uh, that's in my number three spot. Um, I was debating between Nobody, No Crime and Tolerate It, actually. Um, when I first heard Tolerate It, I cried, and it was like a very emotional experience for me. And I just like really felt what the main character in that song was feeling, even though I had never, I've never been through like a marriage and someone falling out of love like that. But I just the lyrics were just so pure and vivid that I just like immediately felt it. And mm -hmm. it's just such a beautiful, sad song. And I typically don't gravitate towards a lot of like super, super sad music, but that just like pulled me in. But that'll be on my honorable mention is tolerate it. Nobody, no freaking crime, <laughs> which like, I mean, if I believed in manifestation, I would believe that I manifested this song. <laughs> but 
yeah, Taylor, uh, since you're listening, can you do a song with Maggie Rogers <laughs> <laughs> or Dua Lipa or <laughs> that would be so epic, but, um, no, no body, no crime. Such a fun song. Like I will say my one thing is I wish Haim had a bigger part in it, but for for what it is i just love that song i immediately when i heard it right after tolerate it i was like doing a little fist pump and the air was so good i just if you know me you know that i love true crime too so the fact that this was a true crime song and a mystery and i just and it was taylor and heim i love the beat the lyrics are more it's a more simple song on this album but it's just so fun and i know i'm gonna be listening to that it's never going to be a skip i just love what these two have made together these this band this artist and i hope they continue making music together because wow i loved it but yeah i would love to hear taylor featured on their next album maybe in a like more like rock and roll vibe but Ooh. uh that'd be really fun rocker taylor nobody no crime is a fantastic song that is storytelling at its finest. That's excellent, like, lyrics at its finest. The chorus, how it's able to take on new meaning, like, mm -hmm. each time it's played is fantastic. I also agree, I wish Haim had a bigger role in the song. Mm -hmm. As a whole, it's not in my top three. Yeah, which I didn't think so. <laughs> but I really love it, and I do have it as an honorable mention with happiness which happiness and the way that you feel about tolerate it is how I feel about happiness mm -hmm. because it is a raw, beautiful song. And it also just kind of shows how much Taylor has grown mm -hmm. um, in the ways that she has, uh, when she talks about like, there were good things that came from this relationship, even mm -hmm. though like it fell apart. And she has this line through where she's a, saying that she hopes the next woman in his life is like a beautiful fool. And then she's like, no, I didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Ooh, mm -hmm. that's good. You know? And it's showing a lot of like growth from her. I actually don't like the song tolerated. I don't. I think happiness is able to do tolerate it better. Okay. My personal opinion. Okay. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know what it is about Tolerate It. I, because I do enjoy slow songs, but like yeah. that is, uh, I couldn't. Uh, really? Wow. It's one of the few songs off the album that's like, okay, that's a skip for me. No. Wow. I know, I know, I know. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, I agree uh, with a lot of what you're saying um, because Happiness is my favorite song on the album. Um, and Are I you serious? Yes, and I didn't know if I was gonna like ah! wait, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, yes, Happiness is my absolute like no-brainer favorite song on this album. This, this song just encapsulates the human experience. Yes. And how dynamic it is, how beautiful, how sad, how we have epic highs and lows, like, this song just encapsulates love, relationship, friendship, broken relationships, and it's just so beautiful. And I just love how she like switches back and forth. And I just love the message of, you know, there was happiness um, because of you, but there'll be happiness after you mm -hmm. um, as well. I love how this just gives a picture of our our human lives and how just because we were happy in one season doesn't mean we're not going to be happy in another and experience joy. So this song is just, it has to be in like my top five favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. I absolutely love this song. I uh, I love that that's your favorite. That's amazing. <laughs> I really love it. I, I knew you love... wouldn't expect it. Yeah. <laughs> But there are th like there are three spots and it was hard. I mean, I think my first spot was very definitive for me, but it was hard ranking this. Yeah. Like I had to listen to it a few times to be like, okay, which of these four do I like best? And then right. I have to narrow it down between those. And happiness was one of those that kept like 
it was in the mix to be in that top three for all the reasons that you said yeah. and then some. Well, and it's also like people, I've been watching people's Evermore rankings and happiness is consistently in like the bottom five of people's rankings. I'm what? like, do you people have ears? Like, are you listening to these lyrics? Like, oh my are gosh. you living? Like, I just, I Did you like skip it? Was there something wrong with your audio? Like, I know. how are you missing this I can, gold? I can understand. Like, I feel like happiness is easy to like skip over, but... And I don't think it captured my heart the same way, like, Tolerate It did the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, upon second, third, fourth listen, I was like, this song is just, again, perfectly encapsulates, like, the beauty and downsides of our human life. And I am obsessed with it. <laughs> Amazing. So, you want to hear my actual number three song? Oh, because I yeah. never said Oh, it. so we have two of mine. <laughs> have two of yours. And, yeah. Go to three and then two. All right. So number three for me is Evermore featuring Bonnie Vare. Called it. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Let's This talk. collaboration between Taylor Swift and Bonnie Vare. Exile is probably one of my favorite songs of last year. Yeah. Hands down. Right. And I think Evermore is the perfect companion okay. to Exile because, especially if you listen to it back to back. I have not experienced You have this. not experienced <laughs> After this, take a second and like listen to it back to back because you hear the end of a relationship with Exile and mm-hmm. how they have parted ways and then you listen to evermore and it's like the aftermath of like months later you're trying to get over this relationship but you're still hold like mm-hmm. you feel like you're never going to experience that same thing again but by the end of the song there is that sliver of hope like mm-hmm. this pain isn't going to be forevermore mm-hmm. i'm going to move past this mm-hmm. and it's beautiful mm-hmm. it knocks me out every time <laughs> so my one complaint is I think there should be more Bonnie Bear on that song. Like yeah. he, he was how they were featured in Exile. Yeah. But I love the bridge because the song on its own, when Taylor is singing the first two verses in the chorus, it's great on its own. And then it switches and you're like, whoa, what's about to happen? Yeah. And you get the bridge between the two of them and it's just going back and forth and I feel it. I think they could have been two separate songs, but somehow they like work together. Mm. Like the piano key changes and there yeah. you're sliding into a whole new song and then you come back out on the other side and you're like, evermore, you're <laughs> moving past this. And I think it's the part, it's, it's probably my favorite ending of an album first. And she is great really? enders. She is fantastic. More than Begin Again. <laughs> I know, which, hey, this same kind of premise. Yeah. Begin Again, clean. Yeah. Evermore. Like, she's really good at closing an album with songs about moving on and being hopeful. And I think she knocks it out of the park with this one. Okay. I will say... I really like Evermore, the song, but I will, the first two and a half minutes when it's just Taylor, it's extremely boring to me. <laughs> I love when Bonnie Bear comes in, and I will say I love his high notes on this song, his classic high notes that mm-hmm. we didn't get to hear in Exile. And I love the part where they're just like going back and forth and like singing um, right on top of each other. Love that part of the song. The first half just didn't do it for me. Um, I like Exile better, mm-hmm. I will say. Um, I think it, if it was more of the second half, then it, this probably would have would have hit top three for me, if not close. Yeah, Exile is still my favorite between the two because of all the reasons I said in the last podcast episode. Mm-hmm. I personally loved how Justin took on a deeper voice for that. I just think it's an amazing song. I love it. I loved hearing the higher uh vocals again Mm -hmm. on wow exile (laughs) evermore they're both great but exile is still the top spot for me so that's why evermore is actually three 
okay. um, on this one. So love you, Bonnie Bear. <laughs> Let's keep having you on albums with Taylor Swift and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Bonnie Bear. <laughs> so number two. Okay. Give it to me. It's Marjorie. Oh, that's my number two. Ah! I okay, and then oh, just now as we were thinking about it, I'm like, I should have said Marjorie because like, you are just like one of the most nostalgic people I know, and that song just screams nostalgia. So nostalgia just shoot up in my veins. All right, like <laughs> fifteen, the best day. Mm-hmm. Songs about Taylor's life and growing up. Yeah. She gets it. That is where she has, that is where she has shined for me the best. Mm. And Marjorie, like, I liked Epiphany, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But she took that and ran with it to a new level with Marjorie. It's haunting. I get chills every time. I tear up thinking about my own grandma when I listen to the song. It's magic. It truly is magic. Every time I listen to it, I start tearing up a little bit. Mm. It's beautiful, and it's all the ways that Taylor Swift is a great songwriter. She's talking about something very personal, like Mm -hmm. family, and it's just a beautiful song throughout. Yeah, it is just one of the most gorgeous songs I feel like Taylor has ever come out with, and... I just, I love the message behind it, how even when someone's passed on, they still live on because of all of the memories that you shared, all of the knowledge that they passed on to you. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm obsessed with, with Marjorie. And I, 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 do, I think about my own grandmother too, and just how, you know, she passed away in 2014. And mm. it just really reminds me of her and it's just ah oh gosh it's so it's just so beautiful like someone like sing that at my funeral like uh-huh. no I so I went to I got to see my grandma and her name is Margaret and I have another grandma alive too Virginia I also love you but when I saw my Grammy I started tearing up and Marjorie was playing in my head and like the legacy that lives on and like my Grammy is like and my grandma too, they're just giants when it comes to the lives that they lived, their character, and so like, I just felt that, and I felt that come through with Marjorie as well. Never be so clever that you forget to be kind, and like the message, like, those little grandma like life lessons that Mm -hmm. they just like slide into places, it just brought me back there, and I'm obsessed. Like obsessed. And it was a it was a late favorite for me too. It didn't I don't know. I don't I think because it was so late in the album and I was so hyped up on just like the first half, especially that middle portion, like tolerate it, no body, no crime happiness. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it took me a few times to really get into it, but once I did, whoa. So I'm a number one. It's Coney Island. I knew it! I knew it! Of course it's Coney Island! I knew it! (laughs) Coney Island. Two for three. You, I mean, fantastic. Just well done. (laughs) Coney Island, it really shouldn't be a surprise. I really wanted, when I first saw the list of the tracks, I was like, oh, the Bonnie Bear song is going to be like my favorite. Coney Island came in and just wrecked me. Yeah. Um, from the opening notes, it's beautiful. All right. And then, because it's a different sound than what I'm used to hearing from her. Yeah. In the same way that I felt about Exile. And then Matt Berger's vocals come in and it's just like, it hit me the same way that like Justin Vernon's like, deep voice came in in exile and I was taken aback like yes okay I loved just the song and the lyrics of it itself sitting on a 
bench in Coney Island wondering where did my baby go <laughs> and the chorus is it just hooks you mm-hmm. um I find myself like humming that to myself quite a bit she plays on the same themes throughout evermore like using the same words like pedestal and podium and stuff like that and just relationships kind of falling apart in different ways not just like infidelity or Mm -hmm. falling in love with somebody else but like the way it falls apart in Coney Island and just like the longing that you miss that person like you're wondering where they went Mm -hmm. I've never experienced that but man did I feel like I did (laughs) once I heard that song you know yeah it is a song, like, to me, it's in a league of its own and the way that I feel about Exile. Like, it's really? just, it's so unique to her that it doesn't sound like anything else she's done before. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I love it for it. So, it just, I wish I could be way more eloquent in how much I enjoy this song, but this is what I got. So It's, it's a good one. I know that, you know, obviously I've done a lot of research on this album, and I know that she has pulled like there's certain lines that she pulls in that are based on like her past relationships and I've seen like videos of them being like oh that's Harry Styles like that's Mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal and it's it's really cool how they did it if it's true which I think it is because it's just way too much of a coincidence and so that's what I appreciate about that song and obviously Aaron Dessner um he wrote co-wrote most of this album and just absolutely murdered it just murdered just (laughs) bow down to this partnership it's unfair like how good they've like struck songwriting gold together yeah it's really good i hope this partnership lasts forever at this point (laughs) forever forever Forever. would you say forever more uh (laughs) sure okay do you have favorites yeah, likewise with yours too, yeah. except for tolerate it, but that's fine. Well, I, I can tolerate, tolerate it. Tolerate it is an honorable mention. Nobody. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's yeah. right. So, so, tolerate it, we already talked about that. That's right. an honorable mention. My other honorable mentions, um, I would say, I really, you know, jam out to long story short. <laughs> I almost had an Instagram caption out of that one of 2020, long story short, short, it was was a a bad bad time. time. (laughs) But yeah, no, no, no. I I absolutely just adore that song. I think it's fun. It's a lot of people's favorite. Like I'm consistently seeing long story short in that number one spot, number two spot. so I think it's fun. I think it's uh, it sounds different than a lot of the album, and it's just yeah, I jam. It's a never skip for me. So mm-hmm. long story short, what about you? Um, I like the music of Long Story Short. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's not one of my favorite songs. It's not a skip song, but mm. I really like the music of it mm. a lot. Mm. I'd say, so I said my honorable mentions were Nobody, No Crime, and Happiness. Mm -hmm. So I've got some underrated ones, which I don't know how they're actually ranked, which as a Taylor Swift fan, or you're in the circles where you're talking with more of the fans, you would Mm -hmm. know these things. Cowboy Like Me, love that song. Oh, wow. Which... (laughs) That is underrated. It is so... People hate that song. How dare they? Okay, one, my man Marcus Mumford is in the song, okay? Which Mumford and Sons bring back the banjo. Really? I didn't even know that. Oh, yes. Fun fact. Wow, fun fact. Fun fact. It's just... It's a great story song because it's about two con artists who end up falling in love with each other. Mm -hmm. And it's... Again, she took a risk with a different sound, and it's great. Yeah. Or at least to me, I connected with it well. Yeah. I uh, really like her low vocals on the song. Um, it is at my bottom spot on this album, though. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's so many bangers on this album. There really <laughs> are, which I'm not as... I think Gold Rush is a better version of Mirrorball. I really like Gold okay. Rush. For that style of song, I guess. 
I don't think Tis the Damn Season is necessarily considered underrated, but I really enjoy that song. Yeah. I don't, it's not underrated. It's yeah. very, it's, it's very rated high. <laughs> it's highly rated. High, it's either properly rated or borderline overrated. I like Tis, I like Tis the Damn Season. I think it was fun for, especially since it came out during Christmas time and it's about like going to an old fling mm-hmm. when you're on your Christmas break. I think, I, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was fun. And I think that's it. I mean, I did like, I would say also Dorothea is a good one. It's a good one. Which, fun fact, I guess, people seem to think it's about Selena Gomez. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have not heard that. Yeah, apparently, like, just different, like, details of the song, like, people have pointed to Selena Gomez. My coworker sent me a list of evidence or whatever it's like oh that's interesting very interesting i well if she writes or she does one of those long pawn sessions again with this album we'll we'll find out yeah we'll find (laughs) out the truth we'll find out but i really love willow champagne problems and i mean i think Mm -hmm. like it was a banger you know to begin with like Mm -hmm. it's so good Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's I don't know. There's so many songs on here that we can mention, and they're all... Really, I don't have anything where I'm like, that's a bad song, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, meh. I, I mean, I will... I'm sorry. Yeah, like, Cowboy Like Me, I typically... Now that, you know, we're recording this, I will probably skip over. Ivy and, and Cowboy Like Me are probably sk- the skips for me on the album but everything else is fun closure is so fun closure um, is a skip for me oh really I, don't I treat me like something that needs to be handled i like the lyrics of the song i yeah. don't think because the lyrics are very like taylor swift song i enjoy it but i don't think the music of it worked well together and <laughs> I don't know what it is. It just seemed very like, and I'm like, no, maybe not for this one. So that's where like the risks that she took, some of them worked for me and some of them didn't. Closure was not one of those. She said closure belongs on reputation. Yes. That and Tolerate It are my skips. Otherwise I listen to the whole thing. Wow, justice for Tolerate It. Justice for Tolerate It. Champagne Problems is great too. Champagne Problems. I actually is really, really good. enjoy that song. I yeah, I like how it touches on again two people just being in a different headspace in a relationship. One being, you know, I'm ready to propose. The other one, like, <laughs> I, I'm ready to go. And um, she touches on mental illness in this song, which I thought was a nice touch and. Kind of how people will say, like, if you reject someone, like, there has to be something wrong with you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I just don't believe that. And yeah. So I really liked it. I, th- I thought it was uh, it was a good, good song. And I love how her and Joe wrote this song together. This yeah. epic, just like breakup ballad, <laughs> which is really funny. But yeah, I quite enjoy it. So we enjoy Evermore, obviously. Yes. But which one do you prefer between Folklore and Evermore? This is, she called this the sister album to yeah. it. Which the memes were just top notch <laughs> with, with Folklore and Evermore being sisters. Just like the internet just killed it with that. Did you ask me something? <laughs> I asked you which one did you which one did you prefer? Um, like because yes, they are companion pieces, and I had somebody said that you know Evermore seemed to them was like a continuation of folklore. What are your thoughts on that between the two? Just so I like Evermore better. Um, I believe that folklore walks so Evermore could run, even though I love, I love folklore. I adore folklore was my number one most listened to album of 2020 by far, by far. But I, when I first heard Evermore, 
I just felt like it was an elevated, more mature red. <laughs> I just believe like the those two albums like work very hand in hand. And folklore too. I mean obviously Evermore goes with folklore, but like this was like, wow, Taylor, you've matured a lot, you're taking risks, and that's just what I felt Evermore was. And I I just enjoy enjoyed the album upon first listen better, and I feel like I'm gonna be gravitating more towards the songs on Evermore than Folklore. Obviously still love Folklore, but I just believe from songwriting, vocals, just risks, harmonies, beats, everything, like Evermore just takes it for me. Obviously there are some strong standouts on Folklore, like I think Betty is like one of the best songs Taylor's ever done, but I, I definitely like Evermore better. So I liked Folklore better. <laughs> and as you know, I really was worried about talking about this album or talking about Evermore and then comparing it. And then, so this weekend I found a playlist that had both albums on it and I just listened to that back and forth. I listened to Folklore on its own. I opened up the vinyl and listened to it. I listened to Evermore again and it really got, does come down to consistency. I like a cohesive yeah. album and Folklore is that. And the proof is in the pudding. She got all of those nominations. Mm -hmm. First time that's happened since 1989. Yeah. So... Clearly, like, when you are, or at least on a critical level, I think cohesion goes a long way, and I think mm -hmm. Folklore does that best. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that Evermore isn't a great album. It mm -hmm. is. Unlike Red. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> unlike Red, uh, when Taylor takes the risk they work out more times than not for me when mm -hmm. I listen to Evermore. And because it's not as poppy, it is mm -hmm. still more grounded, alternative singer-songwriter, her roots. Yeah. And it's like she's taking risk within the with those, those sensibilities, and I think they work out better. Mm -hmm. Whereas Red was definitely an experimental album that there's some good stuff off of there. It definitely launched her into her pop career. So for all of the people who enjoy her pop era best, like I get it. Yeah. I just think Evermore does it better than Red. So like, yes, elevated Red, I guess in that way. And yeah, I was really broken up about like choosing between the two because I was freaked out when I listened to Folklore for the first time. I was like, crap, I love this album so much. You know, mm -hmm. like, I had just heard it, and I, like, ranked it so high. So I didn't want to do the same thing for Evermore, but it went out for me. Oh, and my God. I think objectively, like, okay, so I talk to people who are Taylor Swift fans, are not Taylor Swift fans, and it's funny because among people who aren't, fans but are still like music fans you know everyone listens to taylor swift whether you're a fan or not mm -hmm. like if you're a music fan you're gonna listen to it top to bottom people like evermore better not the people who aren't swifties which is just interesting and i know the swifties however as of right now are liking folklore better and i know you have polls and everything but i'm, I'm curious and i'm curious to hear that I know you're big on cohesion, so I'm not surprised that you like folklore better. I think I like different stuff, and I think I'm I'm coming to terms with that. But yeah, so I mean, we established that before. <laughs> you yeah. like you like the mess. You like the experimenting. Oh, or it's not mess. mess. <laughs> it's not mess. I guess I'm sorry. It's just. She takes a lot of swings, and yeah. you you respect the swings more than yeah. I tend to do. Um, yeah, I like a good risk. I'm like, if Taylor Swift was doing the same thing that she did on her, you know, freshman, sophomore albums, like, I would be not as big of a fan. 
as I am today, but here she is, breaking through the music industry, just smashing down genres, <laughs> one by one. <laughs> she needs to do a polka album now. Oh Let's my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yes, I did polls, which I'm learning that I probably shouldn't have posted that poll on a Saturday because I got less engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So you should have posted it today because people were not excited to go back to work. <laughs> no, they were not. Um, so unfortunately, I don't think it is a fair representation um, yeah. because the polls that I did on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, folklore went out. Yeah. Which most of the people who voted, oh, and well, Twitter, I don't know who voted, but at least on Instagram, it didn't seem like it was like typical Swifties who were voting on it. It was just like the what every are the, man. What was the percentage? It was like a solid like 65. Okay. Um, yeah. 35. So. I would be curious to hear what people's answers would be like six months from now. Exactly. I feel like people just have had more time with folklore. Well, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that that is the only factor, but I do think it's a factor. Yeah, and that's that's the hard part about Taylor, thank you for dropping these albums, but it does make it difficult to be like, okay, between these two that do sound, they're more in the same vein mm -hmm. style-wise. How do you objectively, I guess, like, pick between the two? Yeah. And but I mean, like, none of it is ever truly objective because, you know, we're people, we bring our own experiences into right. it, and our own tastes do factor yeah. the listening experience. Yeah, so. yeah, and I, 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 I think that that's very true for Taylor Swift's music as well. Um, I think about my favorite album, Red, and, like, what I was going through at the time, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I can directly, like, relate back to that, and same thing like people talk crap about reputation but I was in that like rebel angry mode back then and I'm like that's why I love her like yeah. I'm just like you know I, I, if I it, it depends when she drops it it depends where I am in life and I think a lot of people relate to that and I don't know when she dropped folklore we were all in the middle of smack dab in the middle of the pandemic still are and in California, wear mask. I'm, I'm not Please trying wear mask. to. <laughs> I'm not trying to do this for another year, but I will if I have to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think because Taylor is a storyteller, people are gonna relate it to their own lives and what they're going through at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so curious, six months from now. Yeah. Let's let's do this again. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every six months. There's going to be a Taylor Swift podcast I at this mean, rate. Yeah, at this rate. Who knew? Who knew? So I guess with that in mind, where where does Evermore rank for you? Because yeah. you do have it. Right. So you've regarded it so highly. Yeah, I think it's three. I think it's Red, Fearless, Evermore. Yeah, it's so hard to rank Taylor Swift albums because they're all my children, you know? <laughs> they're like, all so good, not one is bad, in my opinion, and so it's just so hard. It's so hard to rank them, but I would say Red, Fearless, Evermore, number mm. three. So, uh, I have Evermore as number four. Okay. Um, so it just that's fair. So I have it a, above 1989, but I am gonna say this: I am now putting folklore as number one. Like, Woo! It's been enough time for me to do that. So it's folklore. so it's so it's folklore, fearless, Taylor Swift. Damn. Yeah. It's been long enough as far as like listening to folklore has gone on and how much it's like incorporated more into like my regular like listening on like Spotify for instance so it just speaks my sensibilities so good mm -hmm. job Taylor like moved folklore has moved up so highly for me though your first album and fearless are still incredible and I mean 
I have new appreciation for reputation in red because of her experiment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, <laughs> not gonna, not gonna like dredge that back up. But yeah, Evermore, it just, those three mean more to me. Evermore needs a little bit more time, but it's, it's above 1989 and you know how much I was like, yeah. really surprised at how much I enjoyed 1989. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair, I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting you to switch Fearless and Folklore and put Folklore in your number one spot, but I was expecting Evermore to be in your top five, at least. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to be on the bottom. Okay, so we're kind of like wrapping up everything mm -hmm. at this point. I know the last time we talked about Folklore, I said... She's probably not going to do another alternative album. Mm. She's going to go back to pop or yeah. something. And I was clearly mistaken, yeah. you know? I don't want to count that out because Taylor Swift, as you have mentioned, you know, she has each album she kind of changes and it brings its own experience to the people who are listening to it, like wherever mm -hmm. they are at the time that they listen to it, etc. Mm-hmm. I personally love what she's done with the past two albums. Yeah. I think that's her sweet spot. Clearly the Grammys agree with me, at least with Folklore-wise. We'll see how Evermore goes because that's also like, it's a long time until nominations right. again. Like, will Evermore be forgotten? I don't think it will, but it may not shine the brightest right. later on. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll I don't see. know. I would love for her to do another alternative album. Like, make it the third one. If you're like, surprise, guys, here's my third album yeah. of the same vein, I will welcome it with open arms. But I also don't want to count out that she will do, and here's my new pop album. You know, like, what yeah. are your predictions for Miss Taylor Swift? So, I think if she drops an album in 2021, it will be alternative. But I think if we don't hear from Taylor this year, it's she will either do something new or go back to pop. Mm -hmm. That's just my prediction. I don't see her staying in this vein much longer. I think it's a time. I think it's going to remind her, writing these albums are going to remind her of quarantine and all, all of the joys that come with that. And I think once we've moved past that as a society, hopefully... <laughs> um, fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. Um... I think it'll be over for her. She's always reinventing. Mm -hmm. And so I either think it's going to be something new or I think it'll be pop. I don't know. I think this alternative thing is a moment, but... It's definitely a moment, but I was surprised on her when she announced Evermore. She was like, we were at the edge of the forest and we were left with a choice to like come out of the forest or do we go in deeper mm. and when she said it that way which was very poetic i don't know how long you worked on that line good for you taylor <laughs> i think that is kind of an interesting turning point for her that she does view a lot of these albums as chapters and she closes the book and she moves on i don't know like i don't want to count out that this is just like the quarantine COVID moment. I hope it's not. And for me, I'm not gonna look at this album and only think about quarantine because I'm gonna think about these podcasts that we've done. Right. I'm gonna think about driving down the road and listening to yeah. this album over and over again. Yeah. I hope it's not just the moment for her because like she is so talented in this way and she's a great songwriter and just the way that she's been able to like use those songwriting sensibilities with some of the greats in alternative music. The fact that she worked with Mumford, okay? Marcus Mumford, oh my gosh, can y'all please do <laughs> a real collaboration and can you have a banjo in the background? If like, she does, then she if really Jasmine is can do that, If Jasmine can do that for Haim, please do this for me. <laughs> I will buy all the merch. Uh, I will continue to buy vinyls at this point. Because I have purchased the Evermore album, which I probably won't see until Summer. 2022. <laughs> no, it said 20 weeks, so Ooh. see ya Christmas time. Oh Maybe 2022. Gosh. But yeah, like, I don't know. 
But whatever Taylor's gonna do, people are going to gravitate and listen right. to her no matter what. I mean, yeah, she, people are gonna, like I said earlier, even if you aren't a Taylor Swift fan, you're not a Swifty, but you appreciate music, you're gonna listen to this album top to bottom. For sure. I mean, that's it. You know, like, wow. he, we did it three times now. No. I know. It's crazy. I uh, When we were doing that first podcast, I never drew... I did not think she would drop an album in yeah. 2020, let alone two. <laughs> let alone two. But um, it's always fun being here, and I love it. I hope we get to do it sooner than later, obviously. New album, and it's just so fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... Again, when we set out a, almost a year ago, hey let's go through her entire discography. I had no idea that there'd be another album around the corner, let alone two. And I gotta say, this one was less chaotic and less <laughs> controversial than uh, those, the, the last two, only because the last one, we actually ranked the album. So oh, that was, that got personal. That got personal and painful. <laughs> but we are on the other side of it. We are, we are. As always, thank you so much for being here. Not just like being my podcast guest, but just my friend and in my life in general. Aww. Let the people know uh, where can they find you? Um, do you have anything to plug? No, I'm not an influencer, um, so I'm not gonna plug my social media. Again, <laughs> if you really wanna find me that bad, you, my name is in the description. You can search me on Meredith, but I may not know who you are and I may not accept you. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that little awkward ending for me. So, Hey, I appreciate boundaries and privacy. So that is all good. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, you can find me at <laughs> Meredith Loftus on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much guys for joining in. I hope you have a fantastic day. See you next time. Bye.